Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه الكريم بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما صدق الله العظيم in today's khutbah inshallah i will talk about Two of the stories from the time of the from the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, which basically talk about the impact of the Quran that happened to those two personalities, and there are many stories like that that shows the impact. But out of those two personalities, one continued to be on the kufr while. The other one accepted Islam and became one of the greatest personalities in the history of Islam. And Allah Azza wa talks about this issue of accepting the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or rejecting it even though you realize that this is the deen of Allah Azza wa and the book is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, in Surah Al-Naman. وَأَنْ أَتْنُوا الْقُرْآنَ فَمَنْ يَحْتَدَى فَإِنَّمَا يَحْتَدِي لِنَفْسِهِ وَمَنْ ضَلَّ فَقَدْ فَقُلْ إِنَّمَا أَنَا مِنَ الْمُنْذِرِينَ Allah SWT is saying, and to recite the Qur'an, so whosoever receives guidance, receives it for good, of his own self, and whosoever goes astray, say to him, I am only one of the warners. Meaning, when the Qur'an was recited upon the people, and recited, being recited now, the choice is up to us, whether we accept the hidayah, the guidance or not. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who gave us this choice. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in another place, We have given you the two paths. That's up, up to you to choose which one you want to choose. The incident I want to highlight today, is one of them is from... It's an incident of Utbah bin Rabi'ah, one of the leaders of the Quraysh, one of the chiefs in Mecca. And uh, the people of Mecca, they were thinking about this deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It was getting the strength in Mecca and they wanted to, know, wanted to take care of this. And they were making different kinds of actions towards the Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
to stop him, to prevent him to convey his message. So one day, some of the, the chiefs of the Mecca, they gathered in the Kaaba, and Utbah bin Rabi'ah, one of the chiefs, as I mentioned, he offered himself that he will go to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa and he will offer him different things. He wants to be a rich person, will offer him wealth. He wants to be a chief, will offer him to become a chief. Whatever he wants, we will try to give him, allure him away from what he is presenting. So he wanted Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to compromise on the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he went to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he offered these things and Rasulullah sallallahu said, have you spoken whatever you had to speak? And he said yes. And then hearing that, Rasulullah sallallahu said, he started reciting Surah Al-Fusilat. And he said, Hamim, Tanzilum min al-Rahman al-Rahim, Kitabun Fusilat ayatahu Qur'anan Arabiyan liqawmi alamun. And he continued on until the ayah of the sajda. Now this Qur'an was revealed in the language of the Arabs. When I say it in the language, meaning when the Qur'an is recited, people can understand as I'm speaking, you can understand what I'm saying. That's what it means by in the language. The Qur'an was revealed in their language. So when it was recited, they can fully comprehend what the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala were saying, what they were addressing. And they were according to the situation they were in. Upon that, when the ayah of the sajda reached, this was a kafir, one of the chiefs of the mushrikeen. He made the sajda himself as well for the ayah of sajda. He prostrated because of the impact, because he understood what the ayah was asking for. And then another report talk about that. And first of all, but when they, he made the sajda, the report talks about, he went back to the Quraysh, to the, to, to the Meccans. And he said, I have never heard words similar to these, those ones, he recited. They definitely relate neither to poetry, nor to witchcraft, nor do they drive from soothsaying. O people of Quraysh, I request you to heed my advice and grant the man full freedom to pursue his goals. In which case, you could safely detach yourself from him. I swear that his words bear a supreme message. See, this is one of the chiefs of the Meccans. The one who were against Rasulullah sallallahu when, when he heard the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he had nothing but to say that this is something supreme. We should stay away from him. And now, the other chiefs of the Meccans, they start ridiculing the guy. Adda bin Rabi'ah. And another report says, when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam continued on in Surah Al-Fusil, when he says, فَإِنْ أَعْرَدُوا فَقُلْ أَنذَرْتُكُمْ صَاعِقَةً مِثْلَهِ صَاعِقَةِ عَادِي وَثَمُودِ That says, but if they turn away, then say Muhammad, I have warned you of sa'iqa, a destructive, awful cry, a torment, hit at a thunderbolt, like the sa'iqa which overtook Adam Thamud. So the people of Mecca, they were very familiar with Adam Thamud. Those areas were in their Jaziratul Arab, Arabian Peninsula, so they were aware of what happened to them. When he, Rasulullah started reciting these ayat like this, he put, Utbah put the hands on the mouth of Rasulullah He felt as if that adab, this punishment is about to descend on them. He stopped Rasulullah don't say these things. 
That, that kind of an impact the Quran left on the heads of one of the heads of the mushrikeen. And the similar kind of a stories we can find when Walid bin Mughira listened to when Rasulullah was reciting the Quran. When Abu Jahl listened to the Quran. And Abu Sufyan, even when he was before Islam and he fought against Rasulullah, the impact they had listening to the Quran. The question comes in is that even the non-Muslim non-believers, they had the impact of the, of the Quran on them. Why is it not impacting us today? And before I get into the answer for this, I'd like to go into a, a positive story of the impact, which ended in a positive result. And there are many like that as well, by the way. Just because I'm mentioning one does not mean it was the only one. There are many Sahaba who enter into the folds of Islam just by listening to the Quran that was enough for them to give up the way of life they were living and they left it and entered into the fold of Islam and they went through many, many, many hardships. The example, the list include big list, including Musa'ab ibn Umayr radiallahu an, including Usaid ibn Hudayr, including Sa'ad bin Mu'ad radiallahu an, and on and on and on. But the example I want to talk about is the example of Umar bin Khattab radiallahu an. Umar bin Khattab radiallahu an, he was one of those people in the days of Jahiliyyah, he used to punish the people on whom he had the authority who became Muslim, including a female slave. One time he was punishing her for becoming Muslim to a point that his hands got tired. And he dropped the whip. He could not beat her up more. This is how Umar al-Khattab was during the Jahiliyyah. And Abu Bakr Siddiq passed by and he bought that she slave and he freed her. But the way he said Umar al-Khattab, he was very tough against Islam. But there were some things was happening to him at one point. Because he was also very good at the language itself. And one of the reports talk about it, that Umar Abdullah bin Bint Hantama, she says that when they were going to migrate to Habasha because of the torture that they were facing in Mecca, she said that she, they were getting ready to go and Umar bin Khattab passed by and he was not a Muslim at that, that, time, that time yet. And she said, he asked, are you leaving, O Umar Abdullah? So I said, yes. You, yes, you have persecuted us and oppressed us. And by Allah, we are going out in the land of Allah until Allah grants us a way out. Umar radiallahu an at this time says, Sahibakum Allah. See, this is a very strange statement from Umar, who was very rough against the Muslims at that time. Sahibakum Allah means, may Allah accompany you. The concept of Allah, by the way, existed prior to Muhammad was appointed as the messenger. That's a different story. They were doing the shirk. They had another 360 gods besides that. So now this Sahabiya Umm Abdullah, she mentioned to Amr ibn Rabi'ah radiallahu an about what happened. And Amr ibn Rabi'ah radiallahu an, when he listened to what she had to say, so she thought, he said, oh you think he has a soft spot? You think that he will enter into the fold of Islam? Look and listen to his response. He said, لا يسلم حتى يسلم حمار الخطاب He said, he will not accept Islam until even, until the donkey of the Khattab, donkey of Umar bin Khattab's father, accepts Islam. 
This is the idea the Sahaba had about Umar ibn Khattab at that time in the days of Jahiliyyah. Very same Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anh, even going with the worst intention towards Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa than Adbah bin Rabi'ah. Adbah went for compromise. Umar ibn Khattab talking to the chiefs of the Mecca, he said, I am going to uproot Islam, I'm going to kill Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That was his response now about what, when he saw Islam is growing. And Umar ibn Khattab went on his way. And before I go into when he on his way, I want to mention another incident because that is connected to it. And that's the incident Umar ibn Khattab actually, prior to he was on his way to accept Islam or to kill Rasulullah first. There's an incident happened. He was hiding behind the curtain of the Kaaba and listening to the Quran Rasulullah was reciting. And he was saying, I want to go listen what he has to say. People say that he is a sha'ar. He's a poet. So he's thinking in his mind, while hiding behind the curtain of the Kaaba, he says, oh, so this is the word of the sha'ar, probably, what he's listening to. And Rasulullah is reciting at the same time, إِنَّهُ لَقَوْلُ رَسُولٍ كَرِيمٍ وَمَا هُوَ بِقَوْلٍ شَاعِرٍ قَلِيلًا مَا تُؤْمِنُونَ SubhanAllah. At the same time, Rasulullah is reciting the ayah, that this is not the word of the Sha'ir. This is a very small number of people who believe in it. Then he said, oh, okay, maybe he's a kahin because he can, he can detect what I'm thinking. So I said, The let's say, I said, no, this is not the word of a kahin either. Why is the a kahin is a soothsayer? It has been revealed by Rabbul Alameen, the Rabb of the, all, the, uh, 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 all the words. Now this was, that sparked something in Omar. But Omar subsided this on the side, and then got to the point where he was going to assassinate Rasulullah On his way, he met his cousin, Nu'aym, radiallahu And when he met him, and he, uh, Nu'aym, who was already became the Muslim, and Omar did not know. So, Nu'aym saw a, a sword in the hand of Omar. He said, what are you up to? And Omar's response was, today I am going to uproot Islam. I'm going to kill Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So now Nu'aym, he wants to buy some time for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Or to warn him somehow. So he tried to misdirect Omar. He said, you're going to kill him. Why don't you take care of your own family first? Take care of your own sister, Fatima ibn Khattab. He has become a Muslim. Nu'aym did not disclose he became a Muslim. Because he may have even got killed also by Umar at that time. The anger that Umar had. Now, Umar bin Khattah, who was the going to Rasulullah, he changed his path to Rasulullah now. And when I was on his way, he got there, and uh, Fatima radiallahu uh, anha, the sister of Umar bin Khattah, and her husband, Sa'id bin Zayd radiallahu anhuma. They were both learning the Qur'an from Habab bin Mundir. And, uh, uh, and Habab bin Ark, sorry. And uh, he was teaching them the Qur'an. And then when they heard Umar at the door, so he hid. And now the sister and the brother-in-law were in front of Umar bin Khattab. And now when they were talking, so he asked the sister directly, did you accept Islam? And, and, uh, and he started beating up 
the brother-in-law Sa'id ibn Zayd When he was beating up his brother-in-law, his sister Fatima bin Khattab, she intervened. And he pushed her away hard that she started bleeding. When he saw the sister was bleeding, he calmed down a little bit. Now he said, okay, bring it out what you were listening to. I want to hear it out what you were listening. And the sister, even in that situation, she said, لَا يَمُسُّهُ إِلَّا الْمُطَهَّرُونَ That the people who are not tahir, they do not touch it. So you go get, become tahir. So that is another point of getting, calm him down first. Make the wudu, make the ablution, make the ghusl, whatever that was. And then the papers are given out to him and he started reading Taha ma anzalna alayka al-Quran al-Dashqa illa tazukirat al-Iman yakshya tanzila mimman khalaqa al-Arda wa samawat al-Ula Now this, this is, subhanallah, few ayat of Surah Taha he has recited and he realized that this is the word of Allah Azza wa Jal and he has no other option but to accept it. Some ayat were enough, enough for him to leave all the bad intentions that he was out with, the whole way of life that he was living with, he left it on the side. And now, he did not say, MashaAllah, it's a good stuff, go continue on. He wants to know how he can do what you are doing now. And that's, the, that's what the Iman does. That's what Iman does when you really know what you are doing is right. Then you want to do it. This is not Iman that you realize that this is the right thing to do. And you say, no, my child, go ahead, you do it, I'm not going to do it. It's a good work, you continue on, I'm not going to do it. That means that you have not got it yet. You have not understood what it is about. And that's what we see in those examples of the Sahaba, when they listened to the Quran, it entered in their hearts, they, because it was directly in their language, they understood what was recited in front of them. And we find the Umar al-Khattab right away, he goes towards Rasulullah sallallahu in Dawal Arqam bin Arqam. The famous place where Rasulullah sallallahu used to give the dars, the halaqat, to all the new Muslims, teach them Quran, or whatever wahi was revealed at that time. Today we name our kids Arqam, because of the famous Sahabi. So Rasulullah sallallahu was there, he went there, and I'm gonna cut the story short, right away, he accepted Islam. And when he entered, by the way, Qabbab bin Arat, he already was aware of that one of the du'a Rasulullah made. And that was not long ago when he said, Allahumma aizzal Islam bi ahabbi hadayn rajulayn. Oh Allah, give the, 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 the aizza. Aizza is the power to Islam. With the one, one of these two, the one you love most. Who are those two? Men, be Abi Jahl or be Umar bin Khattab. And we know Allah Azza wa Jal accepted this dua in the favor of Umar bin Khattab radiallahu He is the one who was more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him this tawfiq that he entered into the fold of Islam. Now, we heard these two stories and there are many other stories I have hinted towards. The question comes in, the why the Quran today is not impacting. We go, we can go and recite the Quran in, in Walmart. Actually, they will actually give you the Quran. They will give you loudspeaker. Recite in the White House. Nobody cares. 
because of multiple reasons. The one who's reciting and the one who was listening to, both of them do not understand what has been recited and what they have listened. For them, it's just a musical thing that they listen to. They're not understanding the word, what are they calling for? Because if that would have been the case, they would have not invited us to go and recite the Quran in the White House or the Senate or this parliament where they are disobeying Allah Azza wa in all the ways. That's the idea we should understand first. We have to understand what the Quran is about. The Quran has the impact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, لَوْ أَنزَلْنَا هَذَا الْقُرْآنَ عَلَى جَبَلٍ لَرَأَيْتَهُ خَاشِعًا مُتَصَدِّعًا مِنْ خَشِيَةِ اللَّهِ Subhanallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, if we have revealed this Quran on the mountains, the mountain would have been shaken asunder because of the weight of this book, the Kitab Allah. Similarly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَلَوْ أَنَّا قُرْآنًا سُيِّرَتْ بِهِ الْجِبَالِ أو قطعت به الأرض أو كل ما به الموتى بل الله الأمر جميعا الله سبحانه وتعالى says here that if we have and if there had been a Quran anything that we recited which would which mountains could be moved or the earth could have been cloned asunder or dead could be made to speak it would have been the Quran if there would have been anything that would have been done that the Quran would be doing that but this is up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to show to us. So the Quran is a very heavy, heavy word. It's not the heavy word in the sense of, oh, you cannot recite, you cannot know how to, you don't know how to memorize. We will have small kids, six, seven, eight years old kids, who would memorize the whole Quran with the best that you read, that probably any one of us can recite from here. It's not the issue of recitation, brothers. It's the issue of what's in it. What's in it that shook the people? that made the people change their ways of life. That has to be understood. Yes, there is a lot of hasanat in recitation. Yes, there is a lot of hasanat in memorization. But the main purpose of the Qur'an was to change the lifestyles of the people. And that can only happen if we know what it says. So we have to understand what the Qur'an is addressing. Because of lack of time, I'll just cut it short, inshallah. But if we want to understand correctly, we have to understand the Qur'an the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to understand. Not with our sick, secular ideas. Thinking of that Qur'an or the Islam is for my ritual Islam, my spiritual Islam. But when it comes to my rest of life affairs, I'm not going to have Qur'an or the, or the wahi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the shape of Sunnah of Rasulullah will be implemented. No, Quran has to be looked into the way Allah wanted us to look. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us the purpose of this book, Alif Lam Ra Kitabun Anzalahu ilayka letukhrijan nas, letukhrijan nasa minna dulumata ila nubi idni rabbihim ila surat al Aziz al Hameen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that we have revealed this to you, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So you can, so this book will take the people out of the dulumat, out of the darknesses into the nur, the nur of Islam. That's the purpose of this book. We have to look at this book from that perspective. If we don't look at the book of Allah from that perspective, then we are not going to achieve what the Sahaba achieved. We have to look at it from the right perspective. We have to look at the Quran from the perspective of that that gives us the guidance, that gives us the solutions for every problem that we can face. That this 
Nabi وسلم, has been sent by Allah Subhanahu with the guidance of the Quran and the Sunnah, Hadith of Rasulullah so, for what? So this deen prevails over all other ways of life, even though mushrikun will detest it. That's, that's the purpose of the Quran. We have to look at the Quran. That Allah We have revealed this book, and this gives you the answers for everything. That's the way we have to look at the Quran. And we have to. And today, I want to make sure every one of us who is listening here, I want to remind you one thing. And please, please do so. We want to see the impact of the Quran. Read the Quran first at least. See what the Quran is addressing. See what Allah is addressing. Yes, recitation is one, but try to understand what it says. There are meanings of the Quran are available. There are tafasir are available. Read them. Yes, you need help from the brothers, the ulama, who can explain further to you if you don't understand something. Go ask them. But read them at least, find out Allah is telling us. If we don't do that, don't expect the results. If we don't even know what the Quran says, how are we going to see the, find the results in the Quran? That's the one key advice I want to leave every one of us here. To understand the word of the creator of the heavens and the earth. Can you imagine how big of a thing that is? You're reading the word, the last word that was sent to us by the creator of the heavens and the earth. We have it in our hands, but we don't know what it says. So let's start, have this, make a commitment to ourselves to figure out, to read at least. Yes, continue on with the rest of the life. Do whatever you are involved in as what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us. But figure out what Allah, read it and understand what Allah, Allah subhanahu wa Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and seerah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.